big chocolate guy. I love dark chocolate and I love ice cream, but I don't eat butter pecan or vanilla or strawberry or anything like that. Fruit flavored ice creams, no thanks. It has to be full of chocolatey goodness. Chocolate is my jam. And I've always been fascinated by the term semi-sweet chocolate. We accept that as a term when it comes to chocolate, but you can't really apply it in other areas of life. You can't really say, oh, I'm semi-pregnant. Pretty sure you're full pregnant or you're not pregnant, right? Or you go buy tires and the tire salesman says, oh, you want some uh, radials over there? They're semi-safe. They're safe part of the time and part of the time they're not. Or maybe if you get a new haircut and your friend says, hey, I semi-like your haircut. What are you supposed to do with that? I don't know why I do these little opening bits. I guess I'm just buying time until the interviewer is ready which he's ready to go. So are you ready for potfulness? Let's get to it. I hope you somehow like it. It's time to meet our guest. His name is Drew. He's a bright young man. He's 15 years old. He's very involved with school. He does some great extracurricular activities on the weekend, which we'll talk about. But there's something I want to say about my guests in general. And this is the hope for this season. Teenagers are going to be my guests this entire season, too, of Podfulness. Don't forget to follow on Instagram, at Podfulness, and be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. I had to squeeze that in there because that's what everyone does. But my hope is that as you're listening to this show, you will realize that teenagers are a lot more than these kids that you see that are looking down at their phones and not paying attention to the world around them because they are paying attention. And they are interested in learning and they do want to feel a part of the community and they want to have deeper connections with their friends and their family. And it's been such a joy to have extended conversations with teenagers because how often does that happen? So that is my hope that this show can shine a light on our young people that we're going to be okay. It's really the adults that I'm worried about, not necessarily the teenagers. So with that, let's meet our guest today. As I said, his name is Drew. I hope you enjoy the show. Drew is my guest today. Drew, good morning. Good morning. We're recording this around 1030 in the morning on the weekends. And would you say that most of your teenage friends are up right now? I would say up or getting up in the uh -huh. process of. How do you feel about early mornings on the weekend? On the weekend, it really depends if I have something going on. Um, I prefer to sleep in, um, which isn't that too strange because on the weekdays, I'm not like waking up super early, but yeah. I like to stay up late on the weekends. And so I like to sleep in to make up for that. So so does my teenager. What are you doing at one in the morning that's keeping you activated? Um, I think it's, I like to play games with my friends and then I yep. play it and I can... You know, I'm not yell, but I could be louder since everyone's asleep and they won't get mad at me. And so, so it's like, I just have that, you know, alone time with my friends where I'm not, you know, worried that my parents are going to get mad at me for something. Right. And what is your go-to game? Um, It really depends. I guess right now I'd probably say, actually, I don't even know. I played like three different ones last night and it's just depending it's either with my brother or just depending on what my friends wanted to do i was kind of just rolling with it so tell us a little bit about you drew i know that you're 15 yep 
I know you're a sophomore in high school. Yep. What else should we know about you? Um, I'm active. I'm an athlete. Um, I do yeah. martial arts. Okay. That's something I'm passionate about. Um, I like talking to people. I, <laughs> that's, yeah, I like talking to people. I like interacting with people. I like learning new things about like culture and yeah. you know, society. I think that's cool. Nice. Let's talk about um, Taekwondo. Yeah. I know that when my boys were younger, they were in karate, but I think a lot of kids, like my kids, they start karate and then they lose interest just because it's it's very basic stuff. How is it that it kept your attention and you wanted to keep going? It's the place that I go to, it's like, a, it's like a second family to me. Like I've been going there for so long. I think yes. it's almost 11 years. And so like, I know everyone there. Everyone knows me. We're all like friends. And it's just that like, you know, support group has kept me going. And I also think it has something to do with, I have a lot of energy. So yeah, I can, okay. uh, How has it affected your confidence when you're walking in the hallways of school? Like if you're ever worried about, not that fights are breaking out left and right at your school, but can do you think you'd be able to handle yourself in a situation where you had to defend yourself? Um, I think, well, first and foremost, I think I'd be able to talk myself out of it pretty well oh, okay. before nice. I have to do anything. But I think if, you know, it came to hands, then I could... I could hold my own against okay. someone even like a little bigger than me. Um, even if they're like huge, I think I could escape at least. And what is it about Taekwondo? Because you could have probably done gymnastics, right? That's very yeah. active. What is it about this in particular that is your go-to sport? Um, I think it's because it has so much variety in it and where I can do sparring, you know, it's like the fighting aspect or like form where it's more of like, you know, that what people think of karate like is like those like precise motions. And it's just yeah. whatever I'm feeling that day is what I can focus on. And it could either be I'm feeling really energized and I want to go, you know, fight somebody and get some practice in, or I want to work on my technique. And it's just, there's so much like variety of things you can do inside of the like, it's like Taekwondo is like a broader term for like a bunch of different like styles, I guess. Sure. So that's the active side of you, but then you go 180 degrees and you're in model UN. Yeah, I am. Right. Right. Which does not require any Taekwondo skills. No. As far as I know. So for folks that are listening that aren't familiar with Model United Nations, what is that? Um, It's essentially <laughs> where we have we each take on a role of a country or we have teams of people that are countries and we act as delegates from that country. And we just discuss um, doesn't even have to be modern, but just political issues that have affected the world at some point, such as, you know, world wars or you know, mm -hmm. droughts in major areas or earthquakes in Haiti, for example, we discuss how the United Nations in an ideal situation would come to an agreement of how to help or how to provide support. But when you go into these meetings, I guess, or conferences, do you know your country well in advance? Um, I like to pick Israel every time because if I, I think that if I don't pick it, someone else will, and I want to make sure I give it a good representation. And okay. so I I always do that and I always research a little beforehand, um, like policies and everything. Some people just go in and whatever they're feeling that day, they pick that country, do a little five minute Wikipedia search on like, you know, broader sure. topics and then they're good to go. Yeah, because there's plenty of countries. If I go in and I just randomly pull a country out of a hat and they say like, hey, Mark, you've got Lesotho. It's like, ah, I don't know anything about that country. Yeah. Except that it's the only country surrounded by another country geographically. That's the only thing I know. And it's in Africa. So I wouldn't be able to speak to that. Uh, do people typically fight over being the first person to be the United States? Because that's what people um, know the most in this country. 
I think there's two or three people that kind of go back and forth and the rest of us just stay out of it because we're like, I want to learn about something new. I don't want to learn about, you know, United States. Right. So, yeah. But what is the actual United Nations affiliation with Model UN? Did they start it? Are they a part I have of no it? No idea. You have no idea. I, no. Do you ever have the opportunity to go to New York to um, visit the UN? Maybe as a okay. senior in the club. Uh, usually we do because there's like a competitions, which I, if you couldn't see, I was doing the quotation marks because um, they're uh -huh. not really competitions. They're more of just like events where like multiple schools come together and do something because there's no like winner, but they call it competitions because you're like going to another school. Well, wouldn't that be nice if the world felt like you didn't have to be a winner, that we could yeah. all sort of exist? That'd be kind of wild. It would. Um, so so Model UN, what else are you involved with at school? Um, I like... This is not as academic, but I like Dungeons and Dragons a lot with my friends. Okay. Um, that's like definitely one of my, that's like my nerd side, I would call it. <laughs> yep. What is your, do you have a character name? Um, I do. I have a really interesting story behind it too. I named all of my characters that are sorcerers Winston because I have what's, I call it my dynasty of Winstons. And it's because I get too emotionally attached to my characters if I don't feel like they're expendable. So... I named them all Winston and I just put a Roman numeral afterwards. And it's like my whole reasoning is as they, you know, the power gets transferred from one Winston to another. And so it's basically just the same character. But as I get more experienced, I learn how to make a character better. You're protecting yourself emotionally. Yeah. Oh, Drew, I appreciate that. <laughs> that is great. Okay. So who do you play Dungeons and Dragons with? Is it a, a group in person or do you do it over the computer? Um, we have uh, a club on Mondays that we meet after school. And so I go, it's kind. It's like we have a sponsor of the club, like a teacher, but really they just sit there and grade papers and make sure nobody's like messing stuff up. Okay. Um, so we kind of just go in our own little small groups and I'm with um, two of my like friends previous to it were in it and they were starting it with some other friends that they met last year. And yeah. so they were like, Drew, do you want to join? And I was like, sure. And so now um, I'm with that group and I think there's... Five of us plus our dungeon master, so six of us in total. Well, and there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie recently, right? Yes, with one of the Chris's. Chris Pine was in it. Yeah. What did you think about that? Did it stay pretty honest to the whole flavor and vibe of D and D? Um, yeah, I it got a lot of reviews that were calling it, you know, like a uh, in a, a movie long advertisement for Dungeons and Dragons, but I think. That's not a downside. Like, I think that's right. what people wanted. Right. And so even though it may not have been as lenient into, you know, magic, because that's basically all I do in that game. I don't play any like fighters or anything. Um, so I wish there were there was more like magic, like recognition. But definitely as a Dungeons and Dragons fan, I was able to pick up on those those Easter eggs a lot more of like, oh, I know that ability or oh, I know that spell. Right. How long have you been playing it? Um, Since quarantine. Actually, oh, so it's quarantined. Okay, so how yeah. many Winstons are you up to? Um, cannot actually. This is really funny. Canonically, um, in my my main universe, I'm up to um, I think six, and in my extended universe, I call it. I think I've yeah. gotten to like fifteen. You know what? I love. I have no idea what you're talking about right now, <laughs> but I'm just gonna nod along. Extended universe. Okay, I'll ask you about that offline. Okay. Okay. Um. You said when I sent you out this questionnaire that your dream job would be to be an FBI special agent. Yes. Yeah. Talk that to me about that. That is my dream that. job. Um, this past summer, I was uh, 
like the Indiana, like for all of Indiana, like their representative at the like the National FBI Leadership Program in at Quantico. So I went there for a week no over kidding. the summer. Yeah. And so I went there over the summer and I got I talked to a lot of special agents. I talked to a lot of agents in training and I got um and also a Marine colonel for some reason because he was one of the leaders. Okay. I don't know why. Um, but he was cool. He had a nice monopoly mustache. And we talked about what it means to be in the FBI, what it means to be as in a government position, mm -hmm. what opportunities there are. And I really liked it because I don't this is a weird comparison, but I kind of thought of it to Taekwondo more, where it's like FBI is that broader term of like mm -hmm. a bunch of individualized things. Like we went around and we did um we got like a demonstration from their like bomb squad, which was really cool. We went and um we went to uh I forgot what the acronym stands for. It's called TVOC. It's like their like driving and vehicle operations. Okay. Cool. And so I went I went in this car and it was like a it was like a nice like Ford Mustang souped up thing and we did a bunch of like cool tricks and like drifting and stuff like that not i wasn't driving but i was in it's it and then know. i i went At inside 15. And, yeah i don't i haven't even done driver's ed yet i couldn't even do it it's the um, fbi they let anything go yeah i know and we went into helicopters and like swat vehicles and we learned about like operating them and stuff i could not tell you how to operate a helicopter i totally forgot after that i'm glad for but, that okay yeah so when you met these fbi agents did they look like agents how they're represented in the movies um, or did they just look like normal people? A few of them actually did. And I don't think it was intentional. I think it was just we were walking around and I saw like this guy and he was just wearing aviators and like a navy yeah. blue suit. And I was like, no way. That's an FBI agent right did there. Did he have an earpiece in also? No, but I, he had like an AirPod, which is also funny. <laughs> uh -huh. And are they a serious group of people? Um, I think, I think I they, hope. I mean, yes, obviously, but I think they're inside of like, their ranks if you will then okay. they're they're i think there's that also sense of you know community and family like your fellow agents will support you on anything and it's more like it's like a it's like a group it's not like other government organizations like you know you work at the white house something like that mm -hmm. as you know something it's like you just work there this one it's like this is you you live there you you train there you meet all your friends there yeah. you have you know your closest allies if you will were you allowed to bring your phone in or did they confiscate that? Um, to the actual, like we went to other things on the trip. Like we went to DC, we went to the New York or not the DC field office. Okay. Um, and we weren't, we were allowed to bring our phones around other places, but when we were actually in the Academy, they had to um, confiscate them because okay. of security issues. That makes um, sense. Yeah. So when you asked them, what does it take to be an agent? What did they tell you and how is that, do you think, going to affect the trajectory of your next, you know, four or five years? Um, they told me that truthfully, it's um, it's hard to become an agent, but it's not that hard to apply. I think the way to apply is to just go to the website and click apply now. It's, yeah. it, was it was surprising to me. I was like, oh, I thought there would be, you know, more like I need no, to go, just go to LinkedIn jobs up. and you just apply right there. Yeah. And they said that they'll that there's like multiple steps to it. They have to like vet you through, you know, background checks and do a polygraph and everything like that. But okay. um, they said that it's required that you have at least um, two years of professional working experience in anything and just have a bachelor's degree in anything. So I think that's really affected how I want to like knowing I can't just go straight out of high school or straight out of college into that. I need to actually like get another job first is uh -huh. <laughs> kind of altered how I want to approach things. 
Um, but it's also made me realize like, I don't have to just do criminal justice or like psychology. If I want to go be an FBI agent, I can do something, um, that I like enjoy. Um, like I think I want to major in political sciences, Okay. um, just because model UN, you know, I like that kind of Yeah, stuff. sure. Sure. And I've realized like I can major in that and I can go get a job in that. And then if I want to become an FBI agent still, like if I'm, if I want to do that, then I can go apply. And if I don't, I can just stick with what I'm happy doing. And yeah. Well, you look, there are not a lot of 15 year olds that know what they want to do. And you Yeah. have options. You even have options. It's not like you're locked into one thing. It's like, I could do political science. I could do FBI field agent. I could be a podcaster. Look at your setup there Yeah. with the sweet mic and the blurred background. It is a sweet mic. Headset, I know. So we're going to move to a, a stream session here in a second. But I want to ask you if you have any questions for me. This is your opportunity to ask an adult. I'll put the adult in quotes. Any question that you have about parenting, about life outside of teenage life, anything you want that maybe I you do have one question. ask your parents. Okay. I'm not too afraid, but I'm just worried about how my dad will answer because he will answer very truthfully. Oh. And how do you do your taxes? Like, honestly, <laughs> I have no idea. No one's ever told I want me. to know how your dad does his taxes. <laughs> I How don't do know. I? Okay. So for a while I was doing it with computer software, right? So TurboTax, it made it really nice. But then as you get older and things get more complicated, we have an accountant that does our taxes. I give her a spreadsheet with what we've, what our expenses have been and what our donations have been and our W-2s and all that. And then she takes care of it. It's very complicated. They don't, the government doesn't make it easy for you to do it on your own. Yeah. I mean, the tax code is ridiculous how thick it is. And um, boy, if I could afford a really expensive accountant, I bet there would be a way for me to keep all of my money and pay nothing. Is that what Yeah. your dad does? I don't know. Uh-huh. No, I don't think so. What if you, 10 years from now, you're an FBI agent <laughs> and you have to bust your own dad for tax evasion? How would you feel that about would be that? um Be kind realistically of awesome. speaking, Yeah. I don't think if you have if you have a relative involved in a case, I don't think you're like legally allowed to be assigned to Oh, that case. that's too bad. I know, but like in a, in a in a perfect world where I could go bust my dad, I would be like, "Dad, come on, we got to get on this." Like Yeah. I can't have you going to jail for tax evasion. Oh, I see. So there's no enjoyment that you would take in it. You would actually probably be sad to see your dad I would go to be jail. sad. I Yeah. would, I'd be like, you taught me how to do taxes. Well, actually you taught me how to do taxes. Um, you, <laughs> you tried to teach me how to do taxes and now you're not even doing the taxes. What are you even Yeah. doing? It is a huge time suck though. Like when you don't know what you're doing, it's just crazy making. It takes a long time to do your own taxes. But Yeah. I always do it before April 15th. Is Did that the you deadline? know that's tax day? Yeah. Um, no, I, is that a national holiday? Uh, it should be, but it's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe April 14th should be, you know, the day April, before, like tax that's days right. eve. Tax day's eve. Like, what do you get someone on tax day's <laughs> eve? What's the perfect gift? um, an accountant. An accountant. That's right. I got you an accountant for tax day eve. Yeah. All right. So, so Drew, we're going to move on to stream sesh. Is that okay? <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I mentioned that you've got a nice setup there. You've got the Shure microphone. You've got the headset. Why do you have such sweet gear? Are you a Um, podcaster? in another life, maybe, Yeah. um, but it's because my dad does a lot of podcasts. He guests on a lot of podcasts because he's a scientist. And That's right. so he just, he's got all this gear and he, I was like, Hey, can I borrow your stuff? And he was like, sure. And so Yeah. he got me set up and yeah. 
And I knew that answer. So Jason was on the first season of Potfulness. Yeah. And your dad's really bright and interesting. Yeah. He's a thinker too. I love He's it. Do you think you've taken on some of his characteristics? Um, yeah, I, I like to think so. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I definitely, he definitely thinks, um, more lo logical, I guess is the word then. And I think more, you know, with my, my go with my gut, I go, I look at all the sides. I decide which one I, you know, personally attached to more than just, you know, this one makes logical sense, even though I might not like it. I go with, I go with that gut feeling. Yeah. He's very logical. So yeah. I want to talk about what you're streaming, but you also mentioned that you're a reader and this is an author I've never heard of, Christopher Priest. And it looks like Ian Colfer. Am I saying that name right? I have no idea. It's an Irish name. <laughs> oh, it's an Irish name. What kind of books do they write? Um, Christopher Priest is my favorite. He's the author of my favorite, or like the writer, I guess, because he's it's a comic book that I really like, okay. a series. It was um, The Deathstrokes, I think, volume three from 2016. It's my favorite comic book series of all time. And he just wrote the character like so well like across all of the deathstroke comics you know there's multiple authors and everything and each yeah. one has their own little take on it but his take i thought was just the best it was the most grounded it was there was no like magical voodoo stuff it was this is the world's deadliest assassin but he also has a family and he has to support his family uh -huh. and he has like problems in his life not just in his superhero villainish realm um so that's what i i really like and i think i've read a few of his other series i don't know exactly what they were but okay. they're always good. He always writes them. He always researches the character and he always writes it to, you know, be not just a one-sided story, which I really like. It seems like that would be perfectly adapted for film, right? That sounds yes. like that'd be a fun movie to see. It would. It was supposed to be in the, Ben Affleck was supposed to have a Batman movie and Deathstroke was supposed to be the villain, but then Ben Affleck decided to drop the movie. And so Deathstroke was no longer the villain. And then we got oh, the Batman. no kidding. Yeah, then we got the Batman, which uh, with uh, Robert Pattinson, which is yeah. still good. I still like that movie. Yeah, so you like that movie. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that. So the Batman, I wanted it to be better. I wanted it to there to be more. It's it's why is it that the heroes are so hard to cheer for now? I like Superman. I kind of like that. And really, they're just like their personalities aren't very likable. They, they, oh yeah, it, it's so. It I don't mind dark movies because you know. Um, the greatest movie ever made, uh, Dark Knight, was very dark, right? But you don't think that's the greatest movie ever made? No, that's the greatest comic book or greatest villain. Uh, no, I take that back. The second greatest villain, Darth Vader is the best, obviously. Oh, Darth, the of course. Yeah, this, yeah, he's the second greatest movie villain of all time. But Heath Ledger's Christopher, Joker. Yeah, Christopher Nolan, he did a really good job with the movies, but um, what's his name? Uh, Christian Bale, he's just really like, he makes me cringe every time he's Batman. <laughs> he's, he's talking, he's like... Where is she? I'm like, can you just use your normal voice, please? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, he has to disguise it. I guess so. so. You, you also like Venom. I just saw Venom. I too. do. Let there be carnage. That movie's really funny. They took yeah. really a scary villain and made him likable. I do. Yeah, that's one. Of, that's definitely one of my favorite parts. I I love Venom as a character. I've always loved Venom as a character, but I like Venom as a you know, a, a I think, an, well, I wouldn't say a hero because he does eat people, but, he does. I, but he more of an anti-villain. Yeah, he's, he's like a hero-ish. I like him more as a hero-ish than like a villain because, you know, he's not just that one. He's a symbiote and he takes off or takes after whoever he's in. And I like it when he's in somebody that wants to do good, even if it's like in a violent Deadpool-ish kind of way, than somebody who just wants to like destroy everything. I like that more.
Yeah. So if if you're a parent at home and you're wondering, I, I didn't want to watch it. I'm not into cartoons. Venom was really, really enjoyable. And it was yeah. easy to follow. Sometimes I think the superhero movies add all of these layers and characters' names that you don't understand. But Venom, the plot was super simple. And when he goes to the club, I just thought that was great. Yeah. He was in the club and everybody thought he was just dressed up that he wasn't actually Venom. I, I really like that. So music yeah. wise, you listen to, I know Alan Walker. Yeah. And then there's Marshall. Is it you singer? I think so. I His don't last know. name is you singer. Like I podcaster, you singer. <laughs> I think, I guess That's so. A perfect name. So yeah. what is it about Marshall's music that you like? Um, I think it's, it's like instrumental music. It's like modern classical, I would say. And ah. to where like John Williams style, you know, Hans oh, yeah. Zimmerman or Hans Zimmer, just Zimmer. Hans just Zimmer, Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like it there. It's like soundtrack-ish. I think it's labeled in Apple Music under soundtrack, but it's not a soundtrack to a movie or a, anything. It's just that kind of style of so music. It's background, it's ethereal. It's yeah. It's, are, are, are there vocals at all ever? Occasionally, um, but for the most part, it's instrumental, and I think it's okay. just good work music. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. And so, as far as YouTube goes, uh, yeah. Everybody goes to YouTube to watch videos, of course. It's clips and links that people send us. But you go for, is it Flats? I think so. What is yeah. what is that? Is um, that a person or a page? It's a, it's a person. He's, well, back in quarantine when I used to play a lot of Overwatch, he was that person that I watched the most. And nowadays, a lot of, you know, video game streamers just make me internally cringe. Like, they're just so, mm. like, weird, I guess. But Flats is pretty grounded. And he talks about modern issues, like, to I guess, which is really weird to say he's talking about modern. I mean, while he's issues. playing, he's talking about modern issues. Yeah, which is really weird. Um, but I kind of like that just because I like the game and I like what he's talking about, and it's pretty unbiased. And I also just like how he has that, um, especially in that realm of, you know, dealing with the the state of the game right now, which is not too hot. Um, he really gives his like honest opinion on like this is how we make the game better. Mm -hmm. This is like how we do it. Um, if you don't want to follow that it's just going to continue to stay not so great and so i just like his like down to earth you know grounded opinions and stuff like that so you watch a lot of streamers that are showing the video of the game that they're playing as they play and they talk over it right like mm, a lot of those pages are very popular right yeah but do why do i can't understand why my son watches people playing a game instead of just playing the game himself can you get better by watching others play it I used to think so, but that was at a point when I was really new. So I was just watching people do it and they was kind of, they were kind of, I was, I would watch like those intro tutorial videos and it would kind of, it kind of taught me, but now it's just to a point where I just enjoy seeing, um, like I've just accepted. I've never, I, cause I think Flats was in like a, in the pro, uh, like in one of the pro teams for a while. And I've just mm -hmm. kind of now accepted, like, I'm never going to be as good as this, but it's fun to watch like what could have been, you know? Right. What is your go-to social media then? Um, I think... If YouTube, yeah, YouTube counts. That's that's my go-to. It can, just, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you can comment and do you comment yeah. on videos. No, but I like reading the comments. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, I think also Instagram. I just I like the algorithm on Instagram where I watch, um, I watch a video or I I look at a post or something, and I don't really follow like people on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not looking at people. I mostly follow, um you know, things that I like, like the, the Marvel Instagram page, stuff like that. So I get okay. all of those things. I just get like news. It's like a news thing. It's like, I guess, Twitter for me. Um, right. Or X now. Uh, my apologies. X. Yeah, that's okay. 
<laughs> yeah. So you're um, on X. No, I'm not. <laughs> not I would no never. I would not touch step foot in that realm. It's it's a scary world. Well, I don't know which one's more negative. I don't know if Twitter is more negative or if the YouTube comment page is more negative. Like, does it affect? Does it affect you in any way when you're constantly reading negative comments? Do you feel like you need to to wash off, or is it just something you know? It's just trolls being trolls, and you can move on. Um, usually when it's like an overwhelming amount of negative comments, I get where they're coming from, and so even though I might not necessarily agree with it, it's like if I. If I'm on Instagram or something and I see a post and it's like Marvel leaks or something like that. And then everyone's like, this is false. What are you doing with your life? And I'm like, that's kind of true. Like, okay. everybody knows that it's not true. Like, stop posting these. But at the same time, I don't necessarily agree with the language that is used. Um, oh, yeah. Well, there's yeah. a lot of that. Do you have any online habits that you hide from your parents? Um, I definitely... I don't know if they'd approve of all the videos that I watch on YouTube, just because there's a lot of like violent games, I would say that I watch yeah. or, you know, there's a lot of cursing in videos sometimes, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's a bad habit. It's just the, the streamers that I watch, I guess, curse a lot. Right. And yep. so it's, it's funny to me, but maybe not so funny to them. Are you aware of when you're trying to be scammed? Do people, yes. do people, is it through YouTube? Do people try to scam you through YouTube or is it mostly through Instagram? I mean, maybe uh, that'd maybe. be a first for me. But usually I've heard from Instagram um, just because they they like follow people just like if if your uh, page is privated, you can you have to accept your followers. And a lot of people will just accept everyone that follows them as long as they seem like a real person. And mm -hmm. so if if it's like a convincing page, then it will like they'll follow all, all like a bunch of people and then they'll accept them. And then when they add you, it'll be like, oh, you have like 40 plus mutual friends. And I'll be like, oh, and so then I got to go do some digging. Like, why do I have so many? I have no idea who this person is. Right. Um, you think if they have 40 plus mutual friends, I at least would have heard of them. Yeah. And, so, you, and you, yeah, I do. I do digging. I dig. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, I do. If somebody Did you do any research me, on me before coming on the show? No. Um, just because my dad was like, oh yeah, he's a great host. And I was okay, like, good. oh, okay. All so. right. <laughs> well, good. Well, what I want to do is I want to play a game with you right now. All right. And this game actually has something to do with your dad. Oh no. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, Drew, your dad was on the first season of Podfulness. And so I reached out to former guests and he said, sure, my son will do it. He'll be fun. And so I play games at the end of every episode. And this game is called How Well Do You Know Your Dad? Podfulness. Oh. So I asked him some questions that every son should know about their father. And I'm going to see if you're able to give me the correct answer or not. So this is how well do you know your dad? So question number one, what high school did he attend? And can you tell me the mascot of that high school? Nope, neither of them. No idea <laughs> at all. Can you tell me where he, what oh, city no. he grew up in at least? I actually, I have it. I don't know the mascot. It was, um, uh, it was, uh, like Kansas city Hebrew Academy. No, that's no. not it. Um, Hyman's something. Hyman's Hebrew Academy. Close. You know what? I'll give you that one. <laughs> In nice. Kansas City. Hyman brand Hebrew Academy. Yes, there we go. Now, what do you think their mascot was? If I'm going to be honest. A hint. You blow, a you blow this every Rosh Hashanah, every Yom Kippur. Oh, oh, a shofar. A shofar, but no, they weren't the shofars. But what animal would you get that oh, from? Oh, the rams. The rams. Okay. <laughs> the shofars. That would be a really <laughs> no. funny mascot. Okay, correct. You got that one right. Good job. 
What year was your dad born? I got to count real quick. Uh -huh. Oh, I see. You're doing some subtraction. Very good. It was uh -huh. 1977. That is correct. 1977. Well done, Drew. What is your dad's favorite dessert? Oh, no. I remember one time he went to France. He got this really good like chocolate pudding thingy. Maybe it's that. Is it the chocolate mm. pudding from France? Chocolate pudding from France is not correct, but it's close. French silk pie. Oh. Do you think we should uh, give you credit for that? No, I don't think so. Nope. All right. You missed, you missed that one. All right. So you are two out of three, correct? Here we go. What is your dad's middle name? Michael. Took you a while, but you got it. Nice, Drew. Okay. What is your dad's least favorite NFL team? We know he's a huge fan of the Chiefs from Kansas City. So what's his least favorite NFL team? Um, see, I don't know. I don't know so many teams, but I I know that he hates Tom Brady. And okay. I know Tom Brady's on the Patriots, I think. Actually, is that right? He was. He is he retired was. now. Oh, he retired I'm going to go with the Patriots. The Patriots maybe? is incorrect. Man, no. It's the Raiders. Oh, I didn't even know. He said whatever and whatever city they're from because they actually bounce around a lot. So the Raiders. Okay. If your dad has a free Saturday afternoon, no chores, no family responsibilities, just himself, how would he spend it? Free Saturday afternoon by himself. Yeah. I think I think he would go to the fencing club. Fencing I think he club. would get some practice. You think so? Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. He would go fencing. Your dad is a fencer. And he said, or build a fire. Oh, I... Should I be concerned about that? No, he does He does that a lot. We have a lot of firewood, so he just like builds a fire sometimes. Is I, don't know, I never really thought it, too much about it. Is that an inside behavior or is it mostly outside? <laughs> no, it's outside in like the corner of our yard. Okay. <laughs> okay. He'd be great on Survivor. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. You got that one correct. Well done. How often... Do you floss your teeth? That was not for you. That was the question I asked your dad. How often oh. does he floss his teeth? Um, I'm going to go with every day. Every day, <laughs> once daily. And if you're curious, it's at night. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that, that is important for you to know. All right, yeah. here we go. One more, two more questions. Two more. Who is your dad's celebrity crush? He's probably said this so many times and I keep making fun of him because he always says it at the dinner table. Like for some, some reason, actually, that sounds weird. He always, it always gets brought up at the dinner table. Um, why does it get a book? Why does he think about this person at dinner time? Uh, I don't know. I think it's because sometimes he'll show us funny, funny videos and then he'll be like, you know, who was on? Like if it's like Saturday Night Live, he'll be like, you know, who's on Saturday Night Live. And okay. So who is it like, true? Uh, I don't, it's a woman. It's a um, woman. That's true. It uh, does she have does she have blonde hair? She does not. Maybe she did for a movie or, uh, once or twice, but no. But can you name any of the movies that she's been in or character that she's played? No, I have I have no idea. <laughs> it is Queen Amidala, Natalie Portman. Is it really? Yes, that's a celebrity crush. That's not who I was thinking of. No, oh, you mentioned Darth Vader earlier. It's perfect. Oh, I guess I guess so. I yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have a, have a conversation with him about this. Like, when did this happen? The mother, the mother of Darth Vader. Wait, the mother of Darth Vader? No, no. The the, the wife. wife. The wife. The former the wife. That's right. The 
<laughs> That's right. All right, here we go. This is the final question. How well do you know your dad? I gave him a choice. Eggs, pancakes, cinnamon toast, biscuits and gravy. Which would he choose to eat? Um, He's mentioned back in Kansas City, there's a place that has really good biscuits. And so I'm going to go with biscuits and gravy. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's incorrect. He's an egg guy. Man, like all Americans. Eggs. Like all Americans. You know, you did really, really well. You know your dad. Huh. Uh, all the all the weird little um, habits that he has. You've been yeah. paying attention. I have. I like that, Drew. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about yourself? Um, Anything you want to promote out there? Promote? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I was just looking to <laughs> fill time. No, Drew, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you felt this was worthwhile. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you're going to have to follow Podfulness now on Instagram. I will. And YouTube. I, oh, I, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll share my link with everyone. I'll be like, guys, watch this and then subscribe. It's going to be huge, right? Yeah. Well, thank you, Drew. This was a lot of fun. And of course, I appreciate everybody out there for listening and for watching on YouTube. If that's what you're choosing to do, be sure to comment or follow. I hate saying stuff like that. Will you do it for me? Yeah. Like and subscribe to Podfinus on YouTube and Instagram. That's very good. All right. And thank you so much. We will see you next time on another episode of Podfinus.